Hi there, you're listening to Coaches on a Mission, the show to follow if you're a values-driven coach and you want an authentic approach to marketing, sales, and just running a business. I'm Dallas Travers, and my guest today is Danny Abernathy. Danny helps people write the stories they need to tell so that their readers can feel seen and can see others. Now, Danny's business has pretty much blown up <laughs> a bit since she was last on the show back in late 2021. In fact, she has done something like 5x her revenue in a year, which is breathtaking. So now Danny is ready to scale, which I know is such a buzzword these days in the online space. But let's actually define what it means to scale. When I looked it up in the dictionary, The definition says scaling is to grow without feeling hampered. It's not about reaching the masses necessarily if you can't do it in a sustainable way. Instead, scaling is about intentionally growing in a way that serves you, your lifestyle, and your audience. So Danny and I, we put our heads together to figure out how she could design a mentorship program for authors modeling the structure of the hive. So what this will do is allow her to serve more people and provide price accessibility to folks who would not otherwise have the ability to even consider hiring a book coach. And this is really meaningful for Danny. So during this conversation, Danny and I, we accomplished a lot. We clearly defined the purpose and the promise of her membership. We leaned into Danny's stance in order to clear up some messaging. We mapped out a plan to launch easily and then build in the bells and whistles later on. Best of all, we even found a name for her membership, which I am so excited about. So if a membership or a large group program is on your to-do list this year, but you're not quite sure how to get started, this episode is for you. Let's take a listen. Hi, Danny. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. It's been a little over a year, I think, since we recorded your last episode. Does that feel about right? Yeah, I think it was like November 2021. Okay. I'm excited to dive in today. I think it might be fun to just hear from you. I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, how is your business different now, 15 months later than Mm. it was when we recorded a year ago? Dallas, everything is different now. I mean, I feel like getting on Lexapro after over a decade of a depression and anxiety really enabled me to like be in my life in a totally different way. And yeah, last year in my business, I mean, it just, it was amazing. My income like grew by 500% and I oh my God. had all these amazing clients and I felt like a, like a business owner for the first mm-hmm. time. And I was discovering all these parts of myself, like ambition and <laughs> Um, I don't know, confidence that I hadn't had before. And yeah, so I just have all these big goals now and I, I feel like they feel possible. And before they didn't, it's like the depression and anxiety for the first time aren't in charge. Right. And so I'm discovering just so many new things about myself and about how I want to be in the world. And it's been really amazing. And the hive's been such a big part. <laughs> That's so, so, so this is spark. 
One of our core values is spark. And it's this word I use to describe what you just shared. The way you relate to yourself now is different. And it didn't happen overnight, right? It's been this evolution and this unfolding, but this is what I live for. So I'm just... Oh, really lit up whenever when I look at what you've built and where you're going and also just how you're showing up. It just makes my whole day. So thanks for being here yeah, and I for was, letting us see all that. I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning, actually. I was like, I've just had such a sparky year. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas must be so excited. <laughs> totally. I am very excited. Spark is spark is what I live for. So, all right. So you're relating to yourself differently. Your revenue increased by 500%. You mentioned you've got all of these big goals now. So let's dig in to one of those big goals. I know you want to talk about your a membership that you want to launch, and I am totally here for it. What do you want to walk away with from our time together today? Uh, okay. So first of all, I've tried to launch a version of this before. <laughs> okay. Before I joined the Hive, it did not go as planned. And the way you teach filling a program is to have a mailing list of 1,200 people and to do a webinar. And mm-hmm. I am planning to do a client surge like in a few weeks to try to find five to 10 people to start with for this membership um, to do it kind of low key. What I would like is to have my brain wrapped around it enough that I can talk about it (laughs) on those calls and know, know what it's really about so that I can actually invite people to join. Yeah. This is where I see so many coaches struggle and it makes sense. It's really hard to sell something that doesn't exist yet. So for some coaches, it's, I've never, I, I got, I'm certified, but I haven't really had clients and I'm open to, to helping them accomplish whatever it is they need. And so this vagueness can be our worst enemy. And I'm not saying that you're vague, but it's, it's so much easier to sell your membership once it's got people in it already. So I hear you saying that you want to be able to be clear enough on the shape of the membership, but also the outcome so that you can air quotes here a little bit, but like soft launch it sooner than doing the whole rigmarole with a webinar launch and a massive list and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I would like to do that later in the year. Okay. Great. So what questions do you have for me so that we can help you get more clear on what the heck this thing actually is? Well, I want help finding a name, but we can do that maybe in a little while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I need yeah. more information. We can't name it quite yet. <laughs> So I think the first question is around my promise. Mm-hmm. In Course Catapult, like the Hive the Hive course where you talk about this, you say yeah. that you know your course should have a, a small promise, like a small outcome, because you don't want to overwhelm people. Because as you say, like over-delivering is har- more harmful than under-delivering. My long-term goal for this is, is to model it after the Hive and for it to be a year-long program that really gets people through planning a really solid idea for their book and then drafting so that they come out with the manuscript that works. And that doesn't happen in, you know, two months that happens over a long period of time. So I want to give them the accountability and the tools and the community they need also like the accessibility to me to, to actually get a manuscript that works for yes. the story they want to tell. And so I think I'm worried that like, 
is that okay? <laughs> is that too big of a promise? Like, Thanks. got it. I really hear your question and I love it. So here's what I understand. You are so aware of all of the little and big steps and milestones involved in me planning and writing my manuscript. So because you have the knowledge of everything that's involved, it feels like a really big promise. But the promise, the words themselves, when I, so I go through the journey and the finish line is actually, I'm saying small and I don't, I don't mean small as in not meaningful, but it's actually something that I can hold in my hands. So inside the hive, when I talk about the promise being clear and micro, it's really a marketing, yes, it's setting your clients up for success, but the more micro the promise is, the easier it is for people to know that it's what they want. And from where mm. I sit, a workable manuscript is a micro promise. The process is not, but the outcome is very concrete and clear and it's one thing. I haven't written this in a very concise sentence yet, That's so I'd okay. love some help yeah. developing my promise. Um, and there's there's two things that are important to me in this. One is my impact goal, which is kind of my mission for this membership, which is to build a community where people can write brave stories that change themselves and the world. Mm -hmm. But then the, the promise of the membership for the writer is kind of three parts. It's to, to discover what they want their story to actually be, which I believe is like really rooted in who they are as a writer, yep. who they are as a person, to build a book that supports that and then to write or revise a manuscript that works. And I don't think I need all those pieces. Yeah, help me know... What's most important here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's all important. So I think the the question for us to look at is where is it most important to communicate these things? So let's use the hive mm -hmm. as a bit of a template. When I'm on a sales call or even the webinar explaining the hive, what I do is explain the philosophy that the hive was built on. And that philosophy is the ripple effect system. So what is that ripple effect system? You start with a, a clear way to get clients, and there's lots involved with that. It's the first three courses inside the program is that one layer. And then it's being more visible and building your list in service to, to growth with a large group program. So people need to know that philosophy. They don't in order to know they're at home in the hive, but they don't have to know all of the details. The details are describing the plane rather than the destination. So if I'm imagining the sales page for the membership or even your answer to the question in a sales call when someone says, okay, so what, what is the membership like? That's when you can go into the details of, you know, we've got a three-part, it's a trifecta. The first essential step is the foundation and you have to discover what the real story is. From there, we can build a book that connects to the real story. And from there, only when that plan is in place, can you begin to work on a manuscript that actually serves the goal of your book in the first place. So all yeah. of that in a title or a tagline is just 
not going to work. But this is where your supporting copy comes into place. And I think, sorry, but on top of naming the membership, we've got to name what this philosophy is. So for me, it's the ripple effect system. Like, What is it for you? And we'll put a pin in that. We can talk about it later. Did I answer your question? Yes. Do I need to have a promise that is short and sweet that I can convey like my dream client power statement? Mm. Sort of. I'm sorry. Sort of. There's your answer. Isn't that helpful? So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Tell me, Danny, more about this first layer of discovering the actual story and how it connects back to their mission or their why, because I think it's in there that that the promise really lives. So t- can you describe that okay. first step to me? Yes. Yes. So I think that the author is the most important part of their story. They're the roots of their story tree. So I actually, I, my sort of like signature system, at mm-hmm. least for the planning part is a story tree. And so they're the roots, like they provide the stability and the life and the meaning. And then from that, from them, we find the point of their novel, kind of like the message they want to convey through their story. And then from, and that's the tree trunk. Mm-hmm. And then from the tree trunk, we build off all the other pieces. And I think that as you discover yourself, you discover your story and vice yes. versa. As you discover your story, you discover yourself. And so for me, like my, my values, I know them now thanks to you, are authenticity, emotional bravery, self-discovery, agency, and connection. Mm-hmm. And these are the values of the membership too, because I believe that fiction, like stories, they, we experience them differently than we do like facts. And so if we want a better world, we need to experience, we need to have more compassion for ourselves and for other people. And I think that stories in whatever form they come is a powerful way to do that. Yeah. And so we need people to tell their brave stories. Yes. What I'm hearing you say is so beautiful. What I'm hearing you say is the promise of this membership is to tell your brave story. What does that look like? Right. What does that look like? And then we get into the signature system, but the promise is telling your brave story. Yeah. And brave is a word that I haven't used until like the past 24 hours, (laughs) like the past two or four days. Uh And so I'm, I'm not sure if it's the right word, but it feels, it feels good. I don't know if it conveys the right thing. Like that's not their, their words, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Got it. Got it. That's a detail. Yeah. Great. So we're going to put a pin in that too. Let's come back. Imagine... You shared earlier that your intention is to get around 10 members into this program. And rather than doing that through a webinar launch, you're going to use the client surge model. In order to do that, client surge relies on -on one-on-one sales calls. I also think this is super smart because in those sales calls, you're going to get marketing language for your webinar. Mm, Yeah. It's almost like a spark interview. Yeah. Right? So let's... We're not role-playing exactly, but imagine that I'm a good candidate for the membership. You've just in, we're in a sales call and you've just invited me to become a member. I then ask you, what does that look like? How will you answer that question? Okay. So Dallas, 
the membership is is a container where we can help you reach that goal of writing this story that you really need to tell so that you can impact those people who are like you who you know who need to share your experience and I believe that stories can change the world one reader at a time. And so I want to help you write a story that helps your reader be like, oh my gosh, yes, that's me. Or who helps someone who's not like them be like, oh, I understand now. I understand that person. I have more compassion. So this membership is going to help you, first of all, really embrace the you in your story so you can get really clear about what it's about. And then once we know that, we're going to build the foundation of your book. We're going to make sure we have all those essential pieces in place so that when you might write your manuscript together in our membership, it actually works. And it's actually the story you really want to tell. Yes. I can't wait for you to listen to this recording because when you dropped into the writer being the root of the story. And the more I know myself, the more I know my story. And the more I know my story, the more that was so much richer than the pitch you just gave me. The pitch you just gave Mm. me was fine, but we were on the surface of what Mm. really matters to you. I think I worry that you, you talk a lot of in client search and in sales calls about like not overwhelming the writer or the client with like details. Yeah. And I think I worry that I know I know those aren't details like we're going to meet this many times a month and yada, yada, yada. But I I guess I worry that it's I'm getting up here into like abstract. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel like I know you well enough to have a pretty clear understanding of the hell yes clients who are going to leap into this membership and they Mm. need to go a little bit abstract. And I'll tell you what you described, that tree as the metaphor Mm, isn't that interesting? Because it is a metaphor, therefore it is abstract, but and yet it was crystal clear. So I'm going to try this. Tell me how this lands for you. I'd like to invite you to join the membership. And then I say, what does that look like? For you to say, all right, here's what it looks like. It's a year-long container because your story matters that much. So there's a detail, right? And here's what the journey is going to look like. Phase one is discovering the real story. Phase two is building the plan for your book. And then we move into writing a manuscript that really works. And it's important that those things happen in that order. Here's why. I want you to picture a tree. At the roots of the tree is the author. A lot of writers think that the protagonist is the most important character in the book, and that's wrong. It's you. So we're going to uncover the real story, right? Imagine the roots of those tree growing down and getting stronger. Now, once those are in place with those strong, fortified roots, Um, bolstering everything down, you're going to feel more confident and you're going to persevere through the arduous phase of actually planning your damn book. That is the trunk of the tree. I see you nodding, right? So I I love it so much, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Sign me up. Sign you up, right? (laughs) So building your book plan, that that, that is the trunk of the tree. And here's why that matters, right? Here's why most writers skip that and why you can't skip it anymore. From there, we get to have fun writing the manuscript. But what I want is a workable manuscript that illuminates your why. And we can't do that by focusing on the manuscript alone. 
So I yeah. just talked a lot, but I didn't get buried in the details. So when we talk about don't don't overwhelm people with the details, that's when like the calls are two hours long and it's a monthly right, right. auto subscription, all of that crap. So, okay. So what comes up for you as you hear that? Well, I loved that. I can't wait to listen to the recording so I can like <laughs> transcribe it and use it in my script. Um, I, I love that you talked about <laughs> the arduous process of planning your book because mm-hmm. I, I, some coaches really coach very quickly through that process and that is not my process. And also I have a lot of components that I teach, which I want to talk about, but so I like, I like how you're setting them up to expect. Yeah. Like this going to be work. Like it's not yes. going to be just like a short little outline. We're going to really go deep. And what I'm imagining is the writers who really belong in this membership, they've done that. What is it? November, write a, write a book in a month yeah. in, in November. They've probably done that three times. They've probably tried to circumvent the actual planning. So they understand the pain of not planning. And I want you to meet them there and really not even set their expectations, but help them look forward to the hard work of planning their book. Yeah. Because that's part of, like, I really want writers who are at least open to self-discovery because so much self-discovery happens in that Mm -hmm. planning process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get clear on the next action step for you around this piece of like, how do I describe the, what elements of the process do I need to describe in order for me Mm. and my potential members to understand what we're doing inside the membership? Mm -hmm. Is that something you want me to say? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I could ask it in a much more simpler way. What are you going to do with what we just talked about? in order to be able to communicate what's inside of the membership when you're on your sales calls? Well, I'm going to practice kind of a version of what you just did. I think I need to do some practice sales calls. I'm sorry. I think I so want too, to, but I think I need to. Um, and that's, that's going to be most helpful for me because I'll be able to get feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word belief keeps coming up for me as I'm, as we're talking. So I'm going to encourage you to lean into your stance as the way you describe the membership. Mm. And you shared it as we were coming into this conversation, as we were coming into this portion of our recording, and you have a very clear and meaningful stance. That is how you describe the membership. Okay, great. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the coaching superpower quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower, because... 
Accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. All right, so we talked about leaning into your stance as a way to describe the membership. I'm going to say another piece about that, and then we'll come back in. Because ultimately, it's really easy for us to lose sight of the fact that we want aligned clients. We don't just want you don't just want members in your program because you don't see them as numbers. So how can you communicate your stance first so they know they're in the right place? Hmm. Okay, great. So it sounds like the next step is for you to ruminate on this a little bit and then practice, even if with, with your practice sales calls, it's simply practicing the invitation Yeah. so that you can really embody what, this, what your stance is and how your stance is lived out through the process people go through inside the membership. Yeah, that definitely feels like the part I need to practice. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Do you have another question you want us to address today? I do. Okay. Well, first of all, I guess one question is in this soft launch, mm-hmm. should I go full on in a one-year commitment or should I not? <laughs> what container is going to best serve these perfect match members? A year. A year. Yeah. Then that's my answer. It feels okay. kind of scary, right? Like what if it doesn't work? If it does So let's get into the admin of that for a second. Let's just say you're 6 months in and you Danny realize I can't stand this membership. This is not the business model that I wanted. Like I need to tap out. You can with integrity give people 90 days notice that the membership's going to wrap up early and easily process whatever paperwork or refunds like for like all of that is totally manageable but i think too often we don't consider the container clients need when we design offerings instead the first question we answer is like what'll be easiest to sell yeah right and even if that's true, our job is not to sell our services. Our job is to facilitate the success of our clients. So we have to prioritize, this is another version of centering the client, right? We have to prioritize their needs, not their wants, their needs first. That's why the hive is a year long because I'm sorry, there's way too much messaging out there about <laughs> like reaching six figures in six weeks and that's not true. So. So how do you – like I, I kind of feel pretty strongly about this. How do you feel about selling people into a year-long program that doesn't even exist yet? I feel okay about the year-long container. That's what I know will serve them best. That's what I want. I want to be with them for a long time too. And I want mm-hmm. the community to be strong in the same way that the Hive is. And I also know my content is not – it's a lot. Like there's a lot there. Yeah. I, I, I think the problem is that I – because it's new – I'm like feeling that desperation to mm-hmm. <laughs> take whoever will pay me any money. Mm. And, but I don't want this to just be filled with 
random people. I want it to be filled with the right people and I want them to get the result they want. So yeah, great. I propose that you, I I really feel strongly about this because your stance is so meaningful. Leaning into that as a way to describe the membership, to expect it to be any shorter just doesn't actually, that's confusing and misaligned. Yeah. So let's pretend I come onto a sales call and I, I've already got a first draft. Like my manuscript is done. And so I say to you, well, I really want to work with you, but I don't think I'm going to need a year. I already have a first draft. How are you going to address that concern for me? This may not be the best way to say it, but I would probably <laughs> say something like, in my experience, most writers, their first draft does not have all the pieces that you need in place for it to, to be a story that really works. And if you want to impact your readers on an emotional level and help change them and foster compassion and connection, we need all those pieces to be in place. And so all of my clients who come in with a manuscript, we go back to, to this phase one and then work through phase two, because we want to make sure that your story is really strong. Yeah. And if it doesn't take you, you know, if that takes you nine months, then that's fine. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I want your expectation to be long term, not like we're going to bust this out in two months and you're going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Two things came up for me. Number one, that's really clear. Number two, you could even take a stronger stance, which is if what if your goal is to finish a book, this is not the program for you which is fine. Mm, I know other book coaches who are great editors or who can facilitate that if that's your goal. But I heard you say your goal was X, Y, Z. And if that truly is what what you want to create, we're going to start from step one. I'm not attached to you being in the membership or not, but I am attached to you accomplishing your goal. So what is your goal with this book? So you're bringing them right back to their intention and then they can easily uncover whether they're up for this or not. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people who just being able to say, I wrote a book, that is that is their goal and it's it's meaningful to them, but that's not your client. Right. Okay. Thank you. I really, I like that positioning. Yeah. Good. All right. So we just talked about leaning into your stance as the way to describe the promise of your program. We also talked about designing a container with the client's success in mind rather than sales conversions in mind. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about, so then we had this little conversation about, well, what if someone doesn't want to commit to a year? Great. Don't. This is not the program for you. <laughs> what else can I, can we address in order to help you feel confident presenting this membership as an offer? So there's two things that come to mind. First, I need a name. Yeah, <laughs> and okay. second is about the content itself and how I present it. Um, so this is definitely like a content-led membership, mm-hmm. at least in phases like one and two. And Right now I'm using this content already with all my clients and I have the version of the course that I tried to launch two years ago, just like Loom videos recorded and da 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 da. So there's Enneagram teaching because I use the Enneagram in my, to help clients make powerful books. And then there's story. This is how 
you build a protagonist, like all those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that you recommend live teaching and I know my content needs to be revised, but that's a lot. Like, I don't, <laughs> should I live teach all of this or do I need to pair back or I, mm. I'm feeling uncertain? Sure. A couple of thoughts. I want to just explain the philosophy behind delivering it live. The reason I recommend delivering your curriculum live the first time you launch a membership or a course is because inevitably there will be things that you will forget to include. And then you put all of this time into creating what you think is a finished product and you have to scrap it anyhow. I wonder how true that is for you because my understanding is that what you're bringing into this program Side note, I think we need to stop calling it a membership because memberships imply month to month, leave whenever you want. And that is not what this program is. Okay, it's a, great. <laughs> it's a mentorship program. That's the word I had, yes, in yeah. my brain initially. So, yeah. My understanding with this curriculum, you have worked this out through the work you've done with private clients. Is that accurate? 50%. 50% I mean, accurate. Mm hmm. I know that there are things I need to add or that aren't mm -hmm. necessary, like from what I've done before, but I haven't taught it again, you know, in a, in a form yeah. that is complete or whatever. Yeah. What I'm envisioning as the end game is there are, as I go through this journey, there are the three stages that we talked, that we talked about, right? Like digging into who you are and then planning your book and the manuscript piece. How does the Enneagram work line up with the actual mm -hmm. process of creating the book? The way I've designed it is that you get, as we go along, so each module has some story content and some Enneagram content. Okay. And you're building, you're using that Enneagram content to, to do that story work. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there is a world where the lucky 10 people who sign up early, what they get inside of the membership is a really clear roadmap, almost like a syllabus. Here's how the next 12 months are going to unfold. So all the steps are really clear for them. And maybe there's even a schedule right? Or and it, I, it's loose because some steps are going to take me a lot longer than someone else and vice versa. And then you could work into your production schedule, sharing what you've got, right? So here's the Loom video on understanding your Enneagram. And the thing that happens live is the Q&A directly related to each Loom video. After the Q&A, you've got production time set aside on your calendar to then go mm -hmm. and create the final, it's never the final, okay, but the, <laughs> the final She version. says after she's re-recording the whole hive. <laughs> oh my God. Still, still. <laughs> the, the, the updated or the next iteration of the training. So I join. Yeah. I've got the, the, the bones of the content so I can get started. Now we're going to have a Q&A for each step. And then you, as the course creator, based on that Q&A, can go and create the final version. So by the end of the, the year with this first cohort, 
the, the next people who join are going to have updated content as they go through the process. I love that so much, Dallas. That is not at all the order I had imagined, but that feels so much more like less heck, like frantic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Great, great. And so it will just be important to <laughs> set yourself up to feel as little stress as possible. And you do that by building in production time. So as part yeah. of your work on the membership this year, and it's not like, oh, yeah, I'll record some videos when I have time. That's just going to, spoken from experience, that is just going to, it may not slow down the process, but it definitely ca can cause me to have that course creation take up more real estate in my emotional brain mm -hmm. than it needs to. Yeah. Okay. Great. That sounds great. So sh now do we need to talk about naming this thing? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. This could be dumb, but could you call it writer's roots? Oh. I'm thinking of the tree analogy. Yeah. It Does it matter if my membership is clever and not clear? <laughs> well, my membership is called The Hive, so. I know. <laughs> well, okay. So inside The Hive, we talk a lot about prioritizing clarity over cleverness. And that is true. But your content is clear. So we can get like looser, right? In naming programs when our stance and our content is clear enough. So if you log in and see my Instagram account, you know exactly what my method is, what my beliefs are, who I work with, like all of that stuff is covered. So I can get away with a name like The Hive because it really represents the community, right? So I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I think because your stance is so clear, you can get away with something that isn't quite so literal. Yeah. I love the idea of writer's roots. It doesn't sound quite like, <laughs> I don't know, something about it sounds like writer's roots, writer's roots. Writer's or it doesn't roots. like roll hmm. off the tongue very easily, does it? I can't decide either, so. Yeah. Okay. So let's just back into this a little bit. So I'm in the membership. It's the end of my year. How is it you want me to feel? I want you to know and love yourself more. <laughs> I want you to feel empowered as a writer. Mm -hmm. And I want you to feel purposeful in your writing. Mm -hmm. I need to write those down. Yep. So if we're being more literal, it's the Empowered Writers Collective, the Purposeful Writers Room, mm -hmm. the Brave Empowered mm -hmm. Writer. So what we're doing, everybody, is looking at the transformation or the aspirational identity of your dream client when they've arrived at the end of the program. Something else that just came forward is something around like your story matters. Mm -hmm. One of my clients um, is a book coach and that's what her business is called. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I really like the Empowered Writers Collective. Yeah, I do too. One idea that I, well, the initial idea what, uh, that I had was the Brave Writers Club, 
which I like, but there is like a, an organization called Brave Writers. Mm-hmm. You could get into and, okay. confusion. It's just best to stay away from that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are like legal workarounds, right? But it, I just always imagine how easy it would be for me to hear about you. And then if I Google the great Brave Writers Club, I could accidentally end up on the wrong website and mm. not even know it. So when you can to try to avoid confusion, I think it's helpful. What about the Rooted Writers Collective? Mm-hmm. Do you like that? I mean, I'm so jazzed about this tree analogy as your signature system. I like that better than Writers Roots, roots. the Rooted Writers Collective. It's still hard to say. It's not hard for me to say. <laughs> the root, It is a little bit. The Rooted Writers the rooted Collective. Writers Collective. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I really, I think I like that, Dallas. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And if we Ooh. think about what it looks like when you're rooted, you are empower, empowered. Yeah. Like you're grounded. There's room to grow. And like trees yes. connect with each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I like it. And then we've got this process, right? Discover the real story, build your book plan, and then create a manuscript that works. I think you can do, like, this process can be called, like, the root of the story, right? Or a bo- the, the book with roots method or writing roots mm. method. So bringing that, carrying your signature system and the uh, metaphor of it through both elements there. Mm-hmm. Because what, and I noticed your energy when you talked about the author being the root of the story, that was really impactful, just the way in which you described it. That's a strong stance. And I, I, I'm not your dream client, but that metaphor, I just felt like helps your client self-select. It's just yeah. very, very clear. So, okay. Yeah. So what's the next step for you around this naming piece? Do I need to test it like, or get feedback from someone else? <laughs> feedback is annoying because they, they may not tell you it's wrong, but I would rather find out early than late. So what yeah. if just if you think about just not a ton of people, but like three or four clients who you think mm. represent the ideal candidate for the membership and see th- their gut reaction? Okay. So Should I describe what, the membership? Like, what is your gut? I'm no, they know your process, okay. right? I'm yeah. uh, creating a year long mentorship program, group mentorship program, right? To take folks through my process. How does the name the Rooted Writers Collective land for you? That's very simple. Great. And if they tell you they don't like it, you can ignore them. No, just kidding. <laughs> but not totally Great. kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Danny, is there anything else you want to address before we wrap up? I mean, I do. I, I would like to get your feedback on my price, I guess. Sure. Okay. Great. I was thinking $200 a month, mm-hmm. which is for, I mean, it's very similar framework to the Hive. So two calls a month with hot seat and Q&A, co-writing sessions, an online community, and then your courses. Mm-hmm. So $200 a month for a year would be $2,400. Yeah. The one thing that comes up for me around that is there's no difference to me between 200 and 250. Like the same Mm -hmm. part of my brain hears that number. 
Mm-hmm. So if, and 200 feels right. So then why not just charge 250? I think why is because I'm uncomfortable because right now my power group is 300 a month and I'm uncomfortable about what I'm going to have to raise my prices to when I oh. raise for my current prices, my current clients. Got it. You don't have, just because you have new prices doesn't mean that you have to raise your current client prices right away. The yeah. day will come where that it feels, you know, we just went through that in the hive where it just feels necessary and to raise prices, but you don't have to do that right away. You can do that in your own timing and you can also raise the price of the membership. So how about launching it and the charter members get the membership for 200 a month? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to think about 250. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm going to think about that. I know that people do like 249, like your prices are technically under like, Mm -hmm. Do, do I need to do two forty nine or one ninety nine? If you caught me, it depends on the day you you ask me this question. My answer is going to vary. So the mood I'm in lately is like, can we please stop having sevens at the end of all of our pricing? Like, yeah. I get it; it's magical pricing, and the psych- like. There are also people who are very anti. 9.7 or 9.9 because they they think it's manipulative. And I don't, I'm not going mm-hmm. to that extreme, but to me, it's like our clients can do enough math to know that 199 <laughs> is a dollar less than 200. So that's yeah. my mood lately. I don't see it okay. as some sort of strong psychological tool that helps people invest. So I'm kind of... I'm in, I'm in a season where I'm anti 99 and 97 and because just like call it the price. Yeah. I don't have yeah. any real data to back that up, but that's my mood lately. Okay. I, I prefer the simplicity of like just a clear a nice, number. A nice so. round number, right? Yeah, yeah. That you can remember. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. All right. So we've I got feel a really excited, Dallas. <laughs> Good. Me too. Me too. This, I know that you are very motivated to find accessible ways to help people whose stories need to be told, who may not be in a position to invest in a private book coach. And this year-long mentorship program is going to help you really serve those people, which just lights me up. So thank you for creating yeah. this. I'm so excited. Thank you for modeling it. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So... To wrap this conversation up, here are my takeaways. What we designed was a low-tech approach to launching your membership. And you can do, you can fill, you can start a program through sales calls. In order to do that, you have to clearly define the promise. There's a difference between the promise and the process, right? The process can be very involved, but the promise I need to hold in my hand. And when I can hold the promise in my hand, I understand what I'm investing in and you can speak about it more powerfully. One of the ways Mm -hmm. to do that is to lead with your stance, the why, when you're describing the transformation of the program. Then we got into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of how do we roll out content in the program? What are we going to call it and what are we going to name it? But for me, my big takeaway from this was to let the stance lead as a way to define what the outcome of the program actually is. Fabulous. Thank you for coming on the show, Danny. Thank you so much, Dallas. You're welcome. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.